coming up on the Magnificently Huge podcast. We got a whole show about bands and musical acts that gave up and just named themselves after places. And some of them aren't even from these places. It's just incredible. Anyway, the ins and outs of naming your band after geography. Next. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Oh, hey, listener. Welcome to another rousing episode of the Magnificently Huge Podcast. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about bands that uh, couldn't come up with anything interesting to call themselves, so they just picked a spot on a map and called it a day. Uh, Some of them are from these places, like Boston, Chicago. Well, we'll get into it, but uh, it goes everywhere from streets to cities to states to countries, to continents, to whole planets, and on out into galaxies. I mean, you can literally name your band after anything as long as it's found on a map. And uh, that's basically what we're going to talk about. Also, it's uh, weird band names named after places you didn't know existed. Uh, We even tackle the line of whether or not it's appropriate to name your band after a fictional place. So there's a lot going on. Uh, You'll also want to stick around for our Fresh It segment, uh, we got a, a, a little mini episode almost in there where uh, we talk about the entire oeuvre of Disney's Herbie the Lovebug movies. And that one's quite fun as well. It's almost like a whole other show packed inside a whole other show. So uh, stick around for that. That's right at the beginning. Uh, so we hope you enjoy. Lots of bands. There'll be plenty of drops, surely. And uh, we had a lot of fun with this one because we like music and we like bands named after places because uh, we are also not very creative. So there you have it. Uh, if you like what you hear, send us an email to magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Tell us what bands we missed, uh, which ones you liked, etc., etc. That would be awesome. Uh, we might even mention you on the air next time. Uh, you can also catch us on our Twitter feed, at MagHuge. We're on Facebook, Magnificent Podcast. We are also on Instagram with pictures for a podcast. No sound. It's weird, I know. Uh, and then go ahead and uh, roll on over to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever your podcasts are found. We're uh, available there. And then lastly, head on over to our website, www.maghuge.com. Uh, that you'll find new shows, links to old shows and everything in between. So enjoy this week's program. We hope you enjoy. And, uh, well, we'll name ourselves after someplace, uh, next round just for the hell of it. All right. Cheers. And we're back. Hey, it's, uh, yeah. Rock is fun. How y'all doing? Good, good, it's good. It's Sunday. Yeah. yeah. It's also, yeah. this is uh, the Oscars Sunday, but the show will be well after the Oscars. So I'm just going to be astonished and amazed that Out of Africa won yet again for Best Picture. <laughs> uh, sure, why not? Yeah, it why really not? was a treasure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we've all seen it like 10 times by now. Yes. Out of Africa. Everyone remembers that I've one. I've never seen it. Exactly my point. Nobody remembers the Best Picture winner like 10 years later. I think Robert Redford is in it, right? Hey, Meryl Streep. I got that right. Meryl Streep. Oh. Uh, and Sidney Pollack won the Best Director. It beat out... And it's, uh, 
it's an adventure story about a couple who's like, we've got to get out of Africa. <laughs> yeah, and they basically. do everything they can to get out of. Yeah. 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 It's not a Steven Seagal movie. Uh, it's an actual historical <laughs> epic. <Jeez. laughs> I can see that out of Africa. Well, it's like, I'm you know, there's that. Beat you to death with this log. How do we immediately go to something this irrelevant? Well, yeah. Cause it's, it's us. It's magnificently huge. Uh, yeah, it only yeah. boils down to because I'm surprised uh, it took you this. I'm surprised it took you this long to shoot this down, Brian. <laughs> but I only found out because it's, there was that spell where every Steven Seagal movie used a preposition in was, the title. It, yeah, prepositional phrase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so out of Africa fits right in. So yeah, over the hills, over the, over hill. the woods, to grandmother's house we go. Uh, yeah. So there you have it. Uh, out of ideas. Yes. <laughs> Fine, over it's. the weight. Brian wins. Uh, so yeah, good week, good week. You, you, yeah, cool. Uh, busy, this so busy. Let's uh, let's introduce ourselves again before we forget, because that's we always forget. So th- this is Chris. Okay. Hi, Chris. I'm Brian. Hi, Brian. I I'm Eric. Hello, Eric. Does anybody have any uh, fresh shit they want to talk about? This shit is fresh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah i'm enjoying uh i'm still enjoying having uh apple music and i've been listening to stuff that i haven't bothered to listen to for 10 or 15 years because i didn't have money to just buy albums so mm-hmm. last night i listened to twice because it's fucking awesome uh uh jello biafra's white people in the damage done which is uh, with his band, the Guantanamo Dental, uh, the Guantanamo Get Dental School, I think. White people and the damage done. While we're still going on. <laughs> hey, that's a band named after a place. Oddly, yeah, interesting. He's got like a ton of uh, of like albums and bands, and he 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 still rocks. Yeah, it's. Like what? What vintage is that? Jello Biafra and the Guantanamo School of Medicine. That's the name of his band. What year um, is this so like, era? Is that, that sounds like it's gonna be in the like early 2000s. 2013. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. And I mean, it jams. It's it's really good. I mean, it doesn't sound like I don't know Green Day, which is always a plus. <laughs> always a plus. Yeah. Is there any spoken word, or is it all music? There's some spoken word in there, but there are ones I've heard. I okay. mean, yeah. Because uh, uh, I will still, <laughs> will still never forget the time uh, I showed up to your house and you were playing the one he does where he talks about band names. Yeah. Uh, and like, <laughs> Mondale. The, yeah. And we spent all night like making band, <laughs> band names, names after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, God. So dumb. Uh, but his, his were like, you know... Uh, is were like really serious, like you know, okay, and don't forget the album "Lest We Forget" by Six Million Jews. You know, it's like, oh God, that's heavy. Yeah, and then we 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 do things like "Betcha by the Chip." You know, <laughs> yeah. Guy yeah. Smiley takes a dump. Yeah, and, that rosy yeah. smell just lasts forever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're so so. Dumb. There's yeah, we are. <laughs> What's amazing is that we remember those. Yeah, yeah that's truly stellar. Like Twenty. That we do. 
So that was years. an amazing yeah. night of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we remember any of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think because we all, without saying it at the time, said these are the best days of our lives. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> and if we were right. In, yeah. If you're in your mid to late 20s, it's over. Okay? It's all a slow decline. <laughs> you have been listening wrong. to a lot of Jello Biafra, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also had trouble sleeping the other night. I could not get to sleep at all. I finally gave up around like four in the morning and just, yeah. you know, got ready for work. I put on the Apple Music and I wanted to hear uh, some Boomtown Rats. And I put it on shuffle, and the first thing they play is up all night. And I was like, fuck you. I'm so mad at the consequence. That's like whenever you... I really you, did not plan that. Well, it's like when you say stuff just in conversation casually uh, around your phone, and then like an hour later, a targeted ad pops up on your phone for that thing yeah. you were just talking about. That's what that is. Yeah. Good thing that's not too creepy. <laughs> uh, do you also not like Mondays? That's, that would be the other one. I've heard that so many times. Yeah. I've, I've, I was just we, like, uh, we all have, we all have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like people who don't like the Boomtown Rats play that. It's like on every morning zoo program across the nation. <laughs> every, wow, okay, yeah, all of them. I've sampled. Nice. Yeah. So just uh, so that's and curing your insomnia one song at a time is your week. Yeah, listening to music, and uh, oh yeah, you can also hear stand-up on that, which is nice. So I listened to all of uh, Dana Gould, uh, Dana Gould's uh, uh, comedy. Comedy is the word <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for. Comedy. Yeah. yeah, he's been around forever. He's uh, hilarious. So, so I, this might tie into some of my fresh shit because I actually ran across. I'd totally forgotten that uh, the Wonderful World of Disney Sunday Night Movie or whatever in like '97. They redid uh, Herbie the Love Bug with Bruce uh, Campbell in the lead, but Dana Gould was the, like the the henchman, the bumbling no henchman. Way. Yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck? The fuck? So it's oh, funny you bring man. that up. Is that on Disney Plus? Uh, no, but it is on YouTube. So yeah, I would urge you to go find that. Oh shit! I gotta <laughs> find that. Is that is that the segue into you've been watching all the Love Bug movies? Uh, it could be, unless Eric has more stuff he wants to talk about. No, no, I like that lane change. Okay. Go for it. Yeah, so that was one of the rando things I found. Because I basically watched, uh, for whatever reason, maybe it's a bucket list item, we'll say, sure. Uh, I watched all five of the official Disney Herbie the Love Bug movies. Because I have a free trial at Disney Plus, and why not? Uh, are there... Are there unofficial Herbie movies not sanctioned by the Broccoli Production Company? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, they're still Disney, but they're not the feature films. So there's the the Love Bug remake with Bruce Campbell from 97. Uh. And uh, what's his name? Uh, he's the brother from the Mummy movies. Uh, he was uh. in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Jack Hanna. Yeah. What's, whatever his name is. Right. John Hanna, the Scottish guy. He's the bad guy. And that one I was uh, I have not seen, but I was stunned when I was reading about it because they really wind up doing like a a Knight Rider deal where the bad driver creates an evil version of Herbie called the Hate Bug, and then there's like a whole <laughs> deal of like I have to fucking see this what? now, yeah. So that's on my list. Uh, but is is the one with Lilo a uh, an official Herbie? Yeah, yeah, that was the last official one. And I gotta tell you, I watched all five in the course of like ten days, and that's probably the second best one in the whole series. I was astonished. Mm. 
Dang. Uh, so it's like it's like uh, the Bumblebee movie, except that Bumblebee never turns into a robot. Yeah, I guess. Uh, okay. They they basically knew that they were doing an homage to this classic Disney character, and they went for it. And it's co-written by uh, what's his name? The guys from Reno Nine One One and uh, the State. Lennon. Uh, yeah, Thomas Lennon. Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Grant. Who, did, who yeah. have written a bunch of just bullshit movies and making bank, and this was one of them apparently. <laughs> uh, but it's it's got like Lindsay Lohan in the, the starring role, but it's also got Michael Keaton for some reason, uh, Justin Long, and then Matt Dillon is like the the bad guy driver, uh, like NASCAR <laughs> that guy. Awesome, it's, actually. It's really, I mean, they pay homage and they actually use like the original like theme song from like 1968. Uh, and they just sell it as this nostalgia thing, and it's it's actually not bad for what it is. And I was shocked. But the thing that came- so is yeah is her Herbie an actual '60s Volkswagen or yeah, is it yeah. like one of those new? No, no, vehicles? it's that's the thing. Is through the course of the film series, it's always the same like 1963 Beetle, which is just weird. Uh, and every story starts with Herbie having been abandoned by its previous owner. Uh, and then finding this new owner and then f- like running yeah. away because it's a cursed basically like, object yeah. you know oh my god and they never and car has a soul yeah, and they never explain why the fucking thing is alive it's like <laughs> holy sh- they just never do people just go oh it's alive that's cool let's still do a race Woo! it's like no fuck you dude this is like a possessed you know, demonic I- vehicle <laughs> I buy, like, it feels like the myth of the genie where, like, okay, you've got a genie in a lamp and then your your nation crumbles, everything falls to yeah. dust, and then someone finds the genie and that's the new owner. Yeah. But, like, for a car to be ditched every five to ten years when it's alive, that, yeah, yeah that's a stretch. It's, it's crazy. It's just, he basically is like the Forrest Gump of anthropomorphized vehicles. Cause he's just, he's, he runs really fast, but he's just so goddamn dim. Cause all he wants to do is please his masters. It's like, what the fuck is this? It's the weirdest film series I've ever seen in my life. I gotta tell you. Uh, but so, like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What, one thing they didn't do when they made those movies was stack them up like year on year, right? Like no. that was not, you it, sat and watched them in a binge, Yeah, which is like, that's they're gotta be difficult. Their heyday was the seventies because the first one came out in like nineteen sixty eight. Uh, it was like the the last, I guess, live action film that Walt Disney himself had any hand in developing. Uh, and it's that the was one with Buddy Hackett, right? Yeah, it stars Dean Jones and Buddy Hackett and Michelle Lee, and she was later known for being on Knott's Landing. Uh, and basically, it's just Dean Jones is an out of his luck racer who like stumbles across this car and ends up using it to win all these races and get renowned and then falls in love with a girl. Like a barn find like, Oh, Hey, look, it's a car. Uh, It's mine now. Yeah. He like wanders into a, he wanders into like a car dealership run by the big bad guy. Who's like a, an English racer. He he does purchase the car. He just doesn't just steal it from wherever he finds it lying around. Like for like Herbie okay. just shows up and like prods him. And then it, it, I don't know, it just sets the ball in motion. But it, it turns out that Herbie had been sold to an old lady who returned him because he's just too freaky. Cause it's, you know, it's a car with special needs basically. Uh, <laughs> and, and so they, you know, through the shenanigans is all the races and stuff. And then the, the, the main selling point for this one is the actual Herbie theme song, uh, which is just, 
it's stuck in my head from childhood, but it's by a guy named George Bruins. And it sounds like a Trini Lopez sort of thing. It's very bouncy, very fun. Uh, and it's just, it's an earworm and a half. And I'll send, I'll have the clip from Brian so you can drop it in because it's just, yeah. it's an earwig. And I literally have been singing that in my head all week. Uh, it just won't go away. So, so there was the love bug, and then it's what? Herbie rides Herbie again. Herbie rides again in 74, but <laughs> and this is the best part, is they dump Dean Jones. Maybe he didn't want to sign on or whatever. Uh, so it's like a six-year uh-huh. gap between movies, but they get Ken Barry, everybody's favorite replacement actor. Uh, before Ted <laughs> McGinley came along. So Ken Barry is now in the starring role. Stephanie Powers is the girl. Uh, Helen Hayes shows up again. And then Keenan Wynn is the bad guy. He's like some San Francisco land developer who wants to tear down the firehouse where Helen Hayes and Stephanie Powers live with Herbie. And then Ken Barry's like the bumbling nephew lawyer who goes to oust him and then has a change of heart and realizes his uncle's a piece of shit. And this is the one where like they... For some inexplicable reason, Herbie winds up riding the rails up the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, and then a bunch of <laughs> a bunch this. of sh- yeah. like a bunch of just goofy lawyers that work for the bad guy are like running up the big giant <laughs> cantilever. So before wire. James Bond does it, <laughs> yeah, in uh, basically whatever that movie was, yeah, uh, in, yeah, <laughs> View to a Kill. Uh, kill Herbie. So yeah. Herbie it. doesn't save the day in any way related to racing. Not in this one. It basically, it's them like stopping this land developer asshole. Uh, and then so it's like the plot of one crazy summer. Yeah, or like every other. Yeah, it's got no. Okay. It got really just a very loose tangential. Ooh, ooh. How how cool, how meta would it have been though if instead of in San Francisco or wherever. It, it, it was land developers trying to take land in Florida <laughs> yeah. to make Disney World. <laughs> there you go. So Disney itself <laughs> were the assholes. You intrigue me, sir. You intrigue me. Yeah. Uh, but this one also is like, right. uh, so Herbie's not the only living thing in this, though, because in this one, they introduce like a, a calliope that comes to life and has like sentience. Uh, oh, and then, God. Oh, God. and then there's like a trolley car <laughs> that al- also has sentience and these take, uh, a role in their big finale where they save the day. They don't explain any of this shit either, by the way. It's just, Oh, that a shit's alive. Beetle, a calliope <laughs> and a trolley yeah, car. Yeah. It's like that shit's just alive. Learn, I mean, learn it, to come together. Yes. No, no, no. I, save the building. Yeah. I think the explanation is Skynet. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds know. like the rise it's of the machines. So at dumb. Work. Uh, it sounds like nightmare fuel. Oh, oh yeah, my yeah, God. yeah. And they don't explain it. Okay. Uh, and then in 1977, you get Herbie goes to Monte Carlo, where they bring Dean Jones back as the driver. I remember that one. They bring him back as the driver. Uh, he's paired up with Don Knotts as his mechanic, uh, and they've reacquired Herbie, and they're gonna race Monte Carlo, uh, and then. There's also like a subplot with jewel thieves that uh, instead of getting caught, hide the big diamond in Herbie's gas tank. And so they're after Herbie while the race is going on. And then there's a female racer who keeps giving Dean Jones a bunch of shit because uh, she thinks he's a sexist when he's really just uh, worried because it turns out her car is also alive but a girl and Herbie's in love yeah. with that car. And then there's that whole bullshit <laughs> oh, and they don't no. explain any of this. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Volkswagen love. Yeah. And it's like, she's driving some of like Italian sports car. It's just so ridiculous. And it takes place in Paris for the most part. And so it's just all these like cliche 
Parisian responses to two cars falling in love. It's just so dumb. Do <laughs> uh, so you suppose there are outtakes where the, the special effects guys had a love scene with these two cars? Uh, it could be. I don't know. Does he mount There's her? no I, way I they mean, didn't talk about God it. Damn. No, I would say, you know, especially as a Disney film, I would be... Somebody had to have thought of like the the Parisian restaurant, and they serve the two cars dinner. Yeah, and at one point they both have a fan belt, <laughs> the and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's a lady transformer." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, oh, but this is the one. I mean, even as ridiculous as Herbie rides again, it gets this one is literally the, you can tell it's the downward slide where they've just started running out of ideas. Uh, I loved this movie when I was a kid. Oh, I loved it. I saw it three or four times because yeah. it was on cable, and yeah. then I saw the original Herbie, and I didn't like it as much because I was like, "Buddy Hackett's no Don Knotts. I want my Don Knotts." <laughs> yeah. Well, I would give you that, but this is the one where it starts to shift because instead of using the music by George Bruns, which I love, uh, they get this guy named Frank Duvall, and he barely uses the original theme, and then it's <laughs> it's sort of reminiscent of like when Marvin Hamlish took over from John Barry for the bond flicks it's just it's like there's just something missing you know it's like this is just not right uh so it's just yeah the overall feeling is just odd uh and then you know they wrap it all up the jewel thieves are caught blah 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 hooray and then in 1980 they do herbie goes bananas and then again like herbie's been fucking abandoned Mike Dean Jones, he's like in some. Dean Jones is a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah. He just he just keeps like just dumping Herbie. Yeah, like her all Herbie wants is love. Yeah, and well, no, well, and Dean ev- Jones just treats him like dirt. Well, every one of these starts out with like the person, the new person finds Herbie, and then they get like some cursory explanation about why Herbie was dumped, and it's always like, well, he was just yeah, he lost too many races, blah blah blah, he's a piece of shit. So this one, it's uh, he's in a scrapyard in Mexico. It's the nephew of Dean Jones. Uh, Dean Jones has basically just given him the car, but he's got to go down to Mexico with his buddy. Uh, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck on what you were just saying about Herbie being a piece. like like he blows all of his race winnings on like <laughs> basically you know, it's yeah it's blow. the equivalent of hookers yeah, and blow yeah basically yeah like Herbie like in a shitty apartment getting all fucked up and like you yeah, know. Yeah. Staring at the I, television, yeah, and that that, that would be <laughs> have a montage of that to start one of these films to explain it, but intercut it with Dean Jones in like a Testarossa or a Lambo, and yeah. he's going, "It's amazing! It doesn't just go fast. It does what I tell it to do. Yeah. When I tell it to do yeah, it. It's so dumb. it doesn't go off on like crazy zany adventures. Yeah, yeah. Watch this. I'm gonna signal a turn." And then I'm gonna turn. Well, and I have to, and I'll get back Fuck to the Herbie's Go Bananas. But apparently, uh, Dean Jones did return one more time for a TV show on CBS that aired for like four episodes in '82, uh, and he sang the theme song, which I'll <laughs> we'll plug in here because it's so god, it's just Lord. fucking awful. I'm like, it's a Herbie sitcom. It's it makes your skin crawl. It really does. When you're with him, you better leave your cares behind. They made a they made a Herbie sitcom. Yes, yes. Wow. Herbie comes through the front door. Honey, I'm home. Yeah. And everybody claps and yeah. laughs. Uh, so yeah, but Herbie goes bananas. So basically, they, these guys go down. One of them's Charles Martin Smith. He's the buddy uh, who you will know from the Untouchables uh, as the <laughs> as the, the count the accountant guy, etc. Uh, so they're gonna go race Herbie in Rio. Uh, 
and so to get to Rio, they got to put them on a ship. Uh, but before that, there's some shenanigans because they get pickpocketed by a little Mexican kid who also pickpockets like John Vernon, who's the bad guy, uh, Dean Wormer from Animal House. And he's like a shady, uh, anth- like a relics dude looking for like ink and gold. And so the kid ends up stealing zero point zero. <laughs> so they steal like the map to where the Incan <laughs> treasure is. So then these guys are chasing this kid who stows away in Herbie, who winds up on this ship going through Panama to get to Brazil. And then uh, they run into Cloris Leachman uh, and her like you do. and her niece on the ship. And then she ends up like backing them because they need money. And then Harvey Corman is the ship's captain. Uh, so it's of course he so is. it's the like a reunion between Hor- Cloris Leachman and Harvey Corman from High Anxiety, but none of the funny. <laughs> it's like they're both just <laughs> aping scenes, and then there's a bunch of shenanigans with the little Mexican kid who loves Herbie and wants to be his friend, and then uh, the captain ends up throwing Herbie overboard, like keel hauling him because he thinks he's like a, a pirate. Uh, or some shit. I don't know. I kind of tuned out the plank basically. Like, yeah. And then, so Herbie like winds I, up, I, I keep picturing him on, on his two back wheels. Like he's speed buggy or <laughs> yeah. something, you know, that's pretty much it. Uh, and then, and then through a miracle, uh, he winds up on shore. The little kid finds him in like the Amazon, like floating down the river, uh, brings him back from the brink of death, turns him into a taxi and then the bad guys show up again, and then the other people show up, and then shenanigans ensue. Uh, at one point, they wind up, uh, Her- Cloris Leachman and Harvey Corman are in the back seat of Herbie, and he takes a turn into a bullfight in Central America, apparently. I don't know. It's not Guadalajara. It's just like, hell, well, it's, you know, nobody's going to know. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> like, wow. So there's like a bullfight. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, I'm just watching this like three quarters of the way through going, at what point does Herbie actually go bananas? Because that's just misleading. And then... You, you didn't think he was going <laughs> bananas when he was in a bullfight? No. No. And then like uh, like five minutes later, they have disguised Herbie behind a banana truck and he's just in case. So basically, it's this VW Beetle form that's just nothing but bananas. And that's their disguise riding down the road. And I thought, okay, oh, Herbie he actually, literally goes, he literally goes bananas. Yeah. Uh, you, you were hoping Herbie loses his damn car mind. <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they all live happily ever after and everybody you, you goes home. You notice that there's a theme here. It's, or as, you know, the later ones, you've got a, a, a comedy about a race car but in no way do they care about comedy or racing. No. It's just like yeah. zaniness. Basically. Uh, yeah. And then... I mean, you go to watch the car do weird stuff, right? Basically. That's, that's the whole appeal of this movie. Well, the thing is weird... You, you said that Fully Loaded was the second best. Which of those f- four was the best? My yeah, favorite. The first one? The first one, I think, is the strongest because it's just... Okay. Uh, Even though it for, has Buddy Hackett. Uh, it's for a me, concept that hasn't gotten tired yet. Yeah. Well, for mm. me, it's especially because it has Buddy Hackett, but it also it's funny to watch because and it makes me think of the bit in uh, Joe Dante's matinee movie where the kids in the theater are watching the shook up shopping cart, and it's basically just mm. this animated bullshit thing that they're doing where there's like <laughs> you know. So it makes me laugh. Uh, but then by the time you get to Herbie fully loaded, they've sort of figured out what it is, and they. They don't do any other anthropomorphic vehicles. It's just Herbie. Uh, but the selling point for that one, and it always was because 
uh, it was at the height of Lilo's like pop star fame. But while she was still uh, acceptable to be in a Disney yeah. production. Yeah. They, they let her do the theme song to the movie, which they pimped with a video and stuff. Uh, doesn't show up until the end credits, but it's total 2005 Lindsay Lohan pop music, but it's called First. Uh, but what jars you is that it's her singing this song for a Disney movie, family-friendly thing about Herbie the Love Bug, and the main chorus is just this line repeated over and over, over this like Eurotrash disco-y type beat. It's her saying, I want to come first. And she says oh it over and God. over and over. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> Two thousands, you yeah, it's scamps. so funny. Uh, so, yeah, so I gotta tell you, watching them all, it's been a roller coaster, and uh, I've enjoyed every goddamn minute of it. Wow! <laughs> and, and this has been the Magnificent the Huge uh, Podcast uh, Love Bug Retrospective yeah. episode. No everybody, kidding. thanks, thanks, for, tuning thanks in. for playing along. So oh, yeah, man. <laughs> so yeah, well we really need to done, do a show sir. at this point. Yeah, this really well done. Jeez. So, yeah, my dissertation was better will than most of our retrospective shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little mini show within the show. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Maybe next time we do one of those retrospectives, it should be something where just one of us knows what we're talking about, okay. and the other two can react. I think we've that, hit That'll, we've that'll hit, reduce the talking over each other. We've hit it. We've hit it. <laughs> so, yeah. Brian, give us all thousands of your things. Uh, I can't even compete. Oh, man. <laughs> You're welcome. So, all right. Uh, so, a few things. Went and saw Fiddler on the Roof, the touring company of Fiddler on the Roof. Nice. Uh, Gamage. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Right? I have never actually seen Fiddler on the Roof. (laughs) Even even now? Well, I've seen it now, but uh, up until this point, I had not seen it. Um, You know, so for whatever reason, whenever I'd turn the movie on, like there would be the train at the beginning and then I would realize it was three hours long and I'd be like, oh God, no, I can't endure three hours of this. <laughs> I, didn't know it was um, I I knew a lot of the music because I had sung it in choirs over the years or whatever, but no, this was my first time actually Yeah. You do that so I Thank mean, you. you know, there's some there's some great music. Sunrise, sunset is you know amazing. Matchmaker is the only one that I ever remember because I've never seen it. Okay, and then there's another song called "Do You Love Me," which is interesting. Is you know this this couple that have been married for 25 years because they had an arranged marriage, and then they're they're just now coming to grips with okay, but you know, do we like each other when the kids are gone? What's what are we doing? You know, and the the performance was good there. The the problem I had with Fiddler, besides it's just being it's it's just old school. 
you know, it's old fashioned. The production is old fashioned. Everything is old fashioned about it. Yeah. You know, but it's a tradition. Um, the, the problem I had was I saw this on January 31st, which was the day that Brexit took, took hold and the day that the Senate voted to have no witnesses in the impeachment hearing of Donald Trump. And it's really hard to watch a play about the Russians just coming and fucking everything up. On the same day, those two things also happened. <laughs> um, I don't see what you're going with here. I don't see a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So it was. Yeah, it was just kind of depressing. Um, is the but, musical you know, itself is it is it supposed to be uplifting? Is it a happy story? I honestly no, have no idea. I mean, no. Okay. <laughs> I literally it's know not, nothing I about mean, Fiddler on the Roof the, except that the there's... Russians are pu- are pushing everybody out of their homes, okay. and the Jews have to keep relocating. Okay. And the... the end of it is a bunch of Jews having to pick up and leave because the Russians are coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does it's it come... about the pogrom of the 19th century. Okay. It's, it's fun times. Okay. Uh, Man, who the fuck said, "Hey, let's do a musical about that"? That'll be good. You know, Joel Jews. Gray. <laughs> You know, Joel Gray just uh, staged a production of this in, like, its original Yiddish, which I, I wow. would freaking love to see. I wouldn't that's understand like, what was going on, but if you know, you know, if you know the musical already, which that's, I that's do. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that would be something. Like, like that's getting into, like, Yentl territory. That's hardcore, man. Oh, nothing gets into Yentl territory. <laughs> well, that's true. It's very singular, that Yentl. Okay. That's 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 how we uh, torture uh, uh, t- terrorists at Guantanamo, is we make them watch Yentl. <laughs> Yentl, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> and then uh, the other thing I've been watching, I've been catching up with uh, the new season of Doctor Who. I still haven't gotten um, past the, like, the New Year's episode, so I've only seen the first one. Is this the one with okay. Lady Who? Lady yeah, who. Woke this who. Is the 13th Doctor Jodie Whittaker. Um, so Chris, you actually did you actually watch the the first season of Whittaker's stuff? Yeah. I was underwhelmed, I got to say. She's really yeah. good. She's a very strong doctor, but the scripts they give her are just sort of ho-hum to me. So the this new season, they're trying to course correct for that, okay. but the scripts are bad in other ways. Is she, um, is she it, still like really woke? Have, it's, I mean, it's it's always really woke. Okay. Um, the Chibnall's scripts of yeah, that's been the signature has been really woke. And the first season of Chibnall's tenure was was very sort of it's for kids and it's got educational value or something. <laughs> yeah, like first season um, of Who, which yeah, nobody needs that. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> this season, uh, basically the theme is. All right, we're going to rip off as many ideas as we possibly can from the David Tennant years. Um, <laughs> nice, they're starting to eat their own. That's good. They really are, and and so this whole thing is like the David Tennant years in a blender, but without David Tennant. Okay. And it is better. It's an improvement. Yeah. Um, but there's still just something. It's it's weird. I mean, the show looks expensive in the way it's shot and that they go to the, all these locations, and yet it also, it's Doctor Who, yeah. it also, you really feel the tight budget. That's always you been- you feel an, the tight budget in a way you didn't feel it during the Moffat years. 
Interesting. I don't know how to explain that. That's weird too, because like, that's always been like a hallmark of Doctor Who. It's like the biggest yeah, BBC I mean, budget in the world, but it's like cardboard painted with silver spray yeah. paint to look like something. You know the, what I mean? The best Doctor Whos, though, were always written for their budget restrictions. Like True. they would have a show that took place in one room, but it was written so well that you were you were down. You know, yeah. You, it's like it's like Die Hard taking place in one building. The constriction of the location worked. I think. Once once they remade it, yeah, they could do almost anything they wanted to, and it just wasn't as good. Hmm. Yeah, the thing the thing that they're screwing up in the scripts though in this season really is they have no idea what to do with the companions. Yeah. Uh last season there was one <clears throat> companion who had a lot of great stuff, and that was uh Graham, the older dude. Um this season more often than not, the doctor is separated from the companions and doesn't really care. Um, and the companions kind of have a n- no impact on the plot while the Doctor does other stuff. Nice. This happens, like, in the majority of episodes so far. Um, they're bringing back a lot of uh, references to classic stuff and characters and, you know, aliens and whatnot. And so they're having some fun with it, but, but yeah, it's, it's still Ooh. a pale shadow of its former self. Hey, and yeah. Whitaker's awesome. Just a thought. Uh, now that you have a female Doctor Who, is it possible they're trying to not develop a relationship with the the companion? Because oh, there was com- always sort of a will they won't they with the that. companion. Yeah. Yeah. There's no sexual tension with the companions mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, and it's like they're. But I'm saying maybe they're being like overly cautious, and that's why they can't have the companion doing anything. Well, but they could I do think other the stuff. Is they have three companions. Yeah, and they don't. Aaron. They don't have any idea what to do yeah. with any of it. They had like one companion. They could give that companion and, arcs, and none of them it. are very engaging. Uh, yeah, like I was really pissed when they when they ended Capaldi's run because they got rid of Bill, and she was one of the most interesting companions they'd had in a while. Yeah, yeah and they just fucking right. and they just fucking killed her. I was like, Are you kidding me? Eat a dick, Doctor <laughs> Who. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah. So I was already going in kind of sour, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I I would recommend this new season if you if you made it through the last one. This one's better. Okay. Um, I mean they're but, on my DVR, but, yeah. but we just haven't pulled the trigger because the wokeness was sort of trying. the The wokeness is there. It's a little it's a little less obnoxious than it was last time, but it's there. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to yeah. know. Okay. We'll try it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's gonna be my fresh it this week. Oh. Well, okay. Well, then, who, who wants to talk about uh, a weird phenomenon uh, for musical acts, bands uh, named after geographic locations? So, bands named after I places. I do. Good. Because that's it, what we're going to talk yeah. about. Uh, so, when I pitched this to you guys, Brian was like, yeah, I'm always down for a good music show because, you know, it's just his bag. And Eric just started laughing. Uh, <laughs> and I couldn't figure out if it was a good laugh or a bad laugh. So explain yourself. I, I, it was the, how can I put it? It's like such an obviously cliche thing that bands name themselves after a place. Right. That I thought, oh my God, how have we not made jokes about this before? <laughs> right. I wasn't laughing at your, your pitch. I was laughing. I'm trying to think of you know some comparison that makes sense, 
but I can't think of you know one. It, yeah, it's 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 yeah. It's it's like let's t- let's talk about Bob Newhart episodes where somebody says Bob, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> yeah. The, like the only subgenre of this that would be more ridiculous would be bands who name songs after the name of the band. So like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus, uh, yeah. Give me some real talk talk on that. Yeah. So yeah, that's the only like super stupid weird one, uh, but this one's a little bit more overarching. But I, I mean, I was always really interested when watching MTV in the '80s when a video would come up where the band name, the song name, and the album <laughs> were all the same. Yeah, that's the trifecta. Talk, talk, performing. Talk, <laughs> talk, talk from the their album. album. Talk, um, talk, talk, talk. Yeah. So this yeah. one, or Big Country, from their album Big Country. Yeah. Performing in a big country. So so that's a, another fun one. But this one, it just I had been hearing shit on the radio like driving to work uh and for some reason i kept getting like blocks of like kansas boston america (laughs) nazareth and i thought holy shit there are a crap ton of bands that just like gave up didn't come up with anything except oh well hey we're from boston hey let's just call ourselves boston fuck it you know what i mean it's so lazy do you agree or disagree seem to be Kind of a '60s '70s thing too, right? Like a lot of classic band, yeah. rock yeah. bands. Well, that's and that's the other on. thing. Yeah, it's definitely centered uh, for me the chunk of them in the '70s. But the, even even if you go into the '80s and beyond, there's just so many. I started looking around. I'm like, holy shit! And some of these are bands I've never heard of, but they're named after places. So good on them. Uh, and there's <laughs> the '50s were full of bands that were like the name. The Drifters, yeah. the you know, yeah. the Shifters, the Quakers, the the Candlestick Makers, the whatever, the Oneers, <laughs> the Oneaters. yeah. The and then in the '60s, you had all those weirdo bands like the Lovin' Spoonful and the <laughs> yeah. Strawberry Peppers or the whatever. So basically, Strawberry food, Alarm Clock, yeah. Cream, Strawberry and, Alarm well, Clock, and it was yeah, also the yeah, it was also like the animal bread. bands, the Beatles, <laughs> the Animals, the the whatevers. You know what the I mean? Monkeys. Right. The monkeys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so definitely a theme thing. But yeah, it's just, it was weird that they're in there. But then you start thinking, it's like, uh, so how microscopic can you get? Because there are bands that literally have named themselves after celestial objects. Because there's this, the one band called M83. Uh, and they do uh a, like, like a couple of electro hits but they're named after like an actual galaxy somewhere called M83 huh. and then you start drawing it back and then they're like named after planets and shit and then you get to Earth and then it's like well let's just do a whole continent so then you got Europe you've got Asia uh, I don't know if Africa. there's a ba- is there a band called Africa or is it just the song Africa I think it's I, just the song yeah I, I, well I fucked up <laughs> but it's like i i no no that's toto you you dumb yeah okay sorry. so so africa's out but uh, presumably there's a band out there called australia uh there's a band out there called antarctica uh etc so then you've got continents so then like well then what we got countries so then you've got uh i don't know who well, like what are some fucking countries uh surely mm. they're out there uh mm. Countries actually that's underrepresented a, here. I mean, yeah, America kind of slides in there. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's so I think we might have found the the weak link in the chain for this because uh-huh. uh, countries is uh, yeah. So then you move into countries, you get states, cities. I've even got some winnied all the way down to fucking like streets and neighborhoods. I think. Yeah, I think the one with cities is probably the most uh, prevalent, just because. Yeah, you're you're naming your band after your scene, kinda. Okay, and, and nobody's scene is the entire well, nation, except you know? uh, then you find weird shit like the Bay City Rollers, who are from Scotland, and they basically yeah. just threw a dart at a map, and it landed on Bay City, Michigan, and they went, "Oh, okay, we'll be the Bay City Rollers." I mean, it's like that's yeah. that's how random it is. So it's like they're not even from the area; they're just like, "Yeah, it sounds good, whatever." So yeah, well, that's that's the truth of the band Phoenix as well. Yes, uh, which I, I guess which now, I did. I don't know if they're naming after the city or after the mythological creature. Well, <laughs> who cares? It's all you the same. You can probably thing. tell by looking at their song list. Do they have something called strip malls? And I just left a layer of skin on my vinyl <laughs> car seat. Yeah, and why is the shade only one inch wide? Yeah, because if it's all of those, it's the city. Yeah. Uh, well, and then there's also the the other sidebar, because I was sort of uh, crowdsourcing this with my crew at work. Uh, and one of them threw out, it's like, well, does something like sticks count? And I wondered. Uh, yes. I'm, so fictional places count. Okay. Does it? It's a, Sure. It's a place. It's, a, it's okay. Right. It's a mythological. Yeah. Planet, fuck but it. It's, it's a place. Yeah. There are no right. rules. Who I'm gives okay a shit? With that. Okay. So I guess. So that opens up a whole other spinny wheel. Uh, but that actually got us rolling into a subtopic because one of my friends at work is is into metal music, and so he found this whole list of metal bands, and like he found there's a band called Sodom. There's a band called Gomorrah, and then there's also another tour? band called Sodom and Gomorrah. And I thought, that's the best triple bill I've ever heard because it makes no yeah. sense. <laughs> it's Sodom, Gomorrah, and Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> or it's Sodom, Sodom, and Gomorrah, and Gomorrah. <laughs> yeah. Sodom and Sodom and Gomorrah and Gomorrah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And get them that's all the on stage together. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's just ridiculous. To play a benefit show for the victims of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. So, you know. I figured uh, it'd be interesting to sort of rack out like the top ones. So, any other notables uh, that you can think of? Uh, uh, let's see. I mean, I mean the seventies are replete with the big cities of America, like Boston, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, uh, was there a San Francisco? It almost feels like there should have been some uh, dippy hippie kind of band. Yeah, that, I don't know. Frisco or something like well, that. Then, in, in states, we've got Alabama. Yeah. And then I had a few that I was going to list off that, that I was hoping you guys wouldn't think of because they were a little more like smaller places. So obviously yeah. Berlin. Yes. It's a city band. That's in, yeah. one of my, that's in my top um, 10. Yeah. Cypress Hill. Yes. I have that at number two. Lincoln Park. I knew you would pick Lincoln Park. I just yeah. knew it. I knew and, it. and Brownsville Station. Yeah. Smoking in the boys' room. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Smoking in the boys' room. I went totally the other way. I started finding like all these like shitty yacht rocky type bands that normally I wouldn't listen to, but they're on the radio all the goddamn time because they had hits. And one of them is America. Uh, yeah. 
Which, I hate America. Yeah, because they've got like horse with no and name. And also the band isn't that great. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, this is basically the band that represents my nation. Uh, I am just really disappointed. <laughs> and the thing is with yeah. them, their sound, they they have kind of like this Crosby, Stills, and Nash wannabe vibe. Because every one of their songs... Yeah, horse with no name, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And Ventura Highway, which We're, sounds exactly like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. On driving trips, that would always become horse with no legs. Yeah. <laughs> it was slithering around like a rattlesnake. It was really kind of sick because it had no legs. Nice. They're playing at, at an Indio, Indian casino somewhere near you right oh, now, yeah. I assure you. And just like this other band that I found, which I totally forgot about, but then I remembered that they're all over the Will Ferrell movie, Other Guys, the one he did with Wahlberg. And Will Ferrell's character has a thing for the Little River Band. And then I started thinking, holy shit, they have a crap ton of hits. But Lonesome yeah. Loover, Loser is their big one. Uh, have you heard about the Lonesome Loser? Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard about the Lonesome Loser? Uh, and then I don't they, know the next verse. And then they do Lady, but then they've got like Cool Change, which is like the ultimate Yacht Rocky song ever. It's just, that screams Yacht Rock to the nth degree to me whenever I hear it. And then it makes me think of Eric, even though he doesn't listen to Little River Band. It's so weird. <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. And, and, and most of the guys in Little River Band, I think, were originally... Uh, what are they called? 130 CC. It was like some other pre-band. Yeah, uh, it was. It was something. And they had a bunch of hits. Yeah. Or uh, oh, what was it? Z- so Zoot. I, I think they I, came out of Zoot, which was uh, Rick Springfield's old band. I I gotta say this. So um, we had some people in from out of town, and we went to that that place I've been telling you about the the Yacht Rock Pirate Bar yeah. in Tempe. Um, they finally picked a name. It's now called Marauders. That um, <laughs> nice. But um. We're hanging out there, and some, you know, the yacht rock is playing, and someone's like, "Oh God, who is this song?" And I'm listening to it. I'm like, "I think it's Firefall," and it was. It was just "Remember I Love You," <laughs> and I'm ashamed that I could pick out Firefall nice. out of the air listening to this shit. Anyway, go on. Well, that, it's not they, like they are not named after a place. Well, it's not like uh, like still the one comes on. You're like, oh, Orleans. Yeah, you're not happening that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. But yeah, so so yeah, so you get uh, states. So Alabama, that's probably the big one for states. But then you have yeah, uh, Ohio players who did roller love roller coaster in the original. Um, And I did not know this, but uh, Backstreet Boys are named after an actual place in Orlando, which blew my mind because they're from the streets. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's like this. It's like this market thing uh, somewhere in Orlando on on. Backstreet, uh, and they like all the kids hang out there. So then, when whatever Mo- who, I can't remember the mogul's name, but the the guy that puts these bands together just said, yeah. let's just call them the yeah. Backstreet Boys. Fuck it, you know. All right. What about O Town? O Town works. Yeah, yeah, that's that Orlando. Counts, that that's works. Orlando. Good yeah. job, Eric. I totally forgot yeah. about it. Did you ever watch uh, Making the Band? The first yeah, one that you <laughs> told me to. You were like, there's this insane show. And I was like, you weren't kidding. O-Town, keeping it real. Oh, God. That was like 98, 99. <laughs> that was when I would house it for a friend Toby when his mom would go out of town for the summer. And she had cable and a DVR. It was like the first for, like generation DVR. 
And I think I recorded like, yes, all. Yes, I can catch up on my boy bands. Yeah. Total request live. I'm calling Carson Daly every yeah. day. Well, I found this O-Town description. I was like, I clicked it and just had it recorded. And I think at some point I, I like had people over and we all just sat there, got drunk and watched it going, what in the hell is this train wreck? It was so awful. <laughs> I forgot. I want to be famous, boo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then. So my, yeah, we were going to rank these instead of just. <laughs> well, let's, well, let's do this. Uh. Did, how how far did you get on your your uh, tops? Did you stop at like five? Did you go to ten? I mean, I just rattled off a bunch of them, but yeah, I've I've, I've got like four or something that I that I'd say are worth bringing up. Okay, yeah, same here. I, right, I, I didn't want to just them. list a band because I happened to know it was a city. I wanted to list ones I actually need the music. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do this. Uh, give me your your top pick, like the. The biggest band named after a place, in your opinion. Biggest band or favorite? The there's a difference. Biggest. We're not going to do. We'll do favorites next. But I want to know what you, in your estimation, like you think the the biggest band named oh, after a place. Boston. Okay. Boston is the biggest. Yeah, they've got a, a shit ton of hits, and everybody knows them. Yet nobody knows them. You know what I mean? They're like one of those weird crack bands. They just fall into that classic rock. That dude has some pipes and can sing. Yeah, well, he, and he not anymore. He's dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, if but, you want to, if you want to hear hear the story of the end of Brad Delp, it's an amazing story. I can give on. it to you in two minutes. All right, he <laughs> he he was he, he had a, a a fiance or a girlfriend, and her friend was living with them in like another room of the house, and he set up a hidden cam in the bathroom, and she found it, and she told her boyfriend, and the boyfriend approached him and said, "Look." You need to tell your fiance that you put this camera in the bathroom or I will. And so Brad Delp ended up taking a brazier, which is, you know, like a little mini grill into the bathroom and sealing up all the air vents and asphyxiating himself to death. Oh, Jesus Christ, Eric. Yeah, isn't that a fun story? Oh, my wow. God. Boston, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I guess it is more I than a that feeling. And I was like, "God damn!" Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I can say is that uh, for them, the the one that I like the most to hear is the it's the twofer that the radios did, where they yeah. do they do foreplay followed by long time because it's similar to Van Halen's eruption followed by uh, "You Really Got Me." It's like that weird yeah. you can't have the one song without the long intro. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, though, like I, I own that album and ooh, CD download whatever, and I always skip the intro. I want to go right to. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. They, Eric they, always skips the foreplay. <laughs> yeah, they, they put yeah, that combo I, in um, into Rock Band. That, oh yeah. that pairing of songs. Okay. And yeah, for like the first three and a half minutes, the drummer does nothing. You yeah. Know? Which, you know, good. What what do the drummers do anyway? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, they're a total studio band. Because yeah. yes. the, uh, yeah, the guitar player is kind of the one who just owns that band and hires studio people. And Brad Delp. And yeah. 
Yeah, so so yeah, he probably just didn't hire anybody that day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I think that's keyboards. one of the reasons I like him. I'm a I'm a sucker for that, like Jeff Lynne and Boston and and you know Pink okay. Floyd or the Beatles or whatever. You know these bands that really their sound is a studio sound, and not yeah. necessarily a live sound. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will give you that they are one of the top named after place bands because it's literally yeah. one everybody knows. They they are actually at the top of my list of favorite place bands. Really, I I just I've always loved Boston. I Interesting. Think they're awesome. Is it is it because you play I guitar? Th- like do you do you do their riffs? I think I think that's part of it because I learned to play guitar uh, with Stage One. Okay, which is you know the album with a lot of the hits, but. I just really like him. And again, I keep saying the name Brad Delp, but his voice is fucking amazing. Every time you hear it, you go, this is a guy who's not just going for it. He's not cracking while he goes for it. His go for it is absolute titanium. This is awesome. This is like the whitest. This is insane. This is the whitest conversation I think any of us have had on the show in a while. Whatever. It's awesome. Whatever. Uh, Whatever. So so your favorite and the biggest are Boston then is what you're saying. No, no. I'm going to white it up even more by saying I think the biggest one is Chicago. Yes. They've had the most hits. They've been around the longest. Uh, They're 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 fucking awful for the inclusion of uh peter satara but exactly you know, okay I, so this is this is where i i lame it up because okay, chicago is my number three pick and god damn it if i am the guy who prefers the the schmaltzy peter satara chicago stuff i am not a 25 or 64 person i am a hard to say i'm sorry person A, if you leave me now, yeah. person. In all fairness, oh, Brian. How are we friends? How do I even know you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, we can't go out and play anymore. That's hey, it. In all oh. fairness, it is a hard habit to break, so I'm going to give it to Brian. <laughs> oh God, my balls. My balls are clenching. Ow! Ow! Uh, the... I have awful. I have nothing against Chicago, but I also really don't have anything for them. They're just this innocuous music that plays in the background sometimes for me. Uh, But my favorite story is Eric losing his mind uh, every 4th of (laughs) July because they play Saturday in the park uh, at like fireworks gatherings. And he loses his shit because the only reason it's there is for like one line where they mention Fourth of July. And it's, yeah, <laughs> and it's like saying Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Basically. It's like nah, there's just a slight connection. I just remember like the first time you you went off on that in front of me, and I was like, whoa, dude, just calm the fuck down, calm down. <laughs> That was in my youth when yeah. I had like rage and principles. Yeah. Now I'm just like tired. Yeah. No, I will, I'll give Chicago to you, though, because, yeah, of all of these bands, they've got the most ridiculous laundry list of hits. Uh, yeah. Just, and they've been around forever, so that's probably why. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. I, think because, I think because they survived so many lineup changes, nobody cares. Yeah. You know, it's not like they have a Keith Richards that they need to replace. True. They, they're just that dopey band. Yeah. Well, and it's true. And then and we've all brought them up. But, yeah, the first three that I thought of when I – thought of this topic were uh boston chicago and kansas uh not yeah, gonna lie sure uh but for me the top one and it's just more my predilection because i think it was part of my musical awakening as a kid is this a favorite then no this is just the one that i equate with biggest? the like the biggest okay uh because it was so omnipresent when i was like 12 11 12 uh but when asia 
made their push and had like the number one hits for like six months straight and they were everywhere and then they just disappeared uh but i always think of heat of the moment you know what i mean because it's just it was everywhere It was a super group, right? Yeah, it was, exactly. Yes, and Emerson Lake and Palmer um, people yeah. join, joining up to make a super group. So those things, yeah, those things can kind of dissipate. Yeah, but it's just because it was that super group uh, deal, they just loom larger in my mind somehow. Because it just, and their sound is just so over the top, ridiculous, bombast that it just yeah. has wormed its way into my brain. And it's the really one of the first ones I think of when I think of bands after places. Plus, it's a whole continent, the largest continent. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that's just. I don't ballsy, think there man. are any Asians in Asia, yeah. are there? No. Yeah, but that's the best. Part. You know, actually, think of it though. What's the other continent band? Europe. Yeah. And their song is. <laughs> it's like yeah. the ultimate bombast song, <laughs> which which is so funny because in look in listening to these songs this week on Spotify, uh, I did listen to Final Countdown a couple of times by Europe but then I found that Asia also did a cover of the final countdown and it's not no. nearly yeah and it's not nearly as good I don't know what's oh missing God. but good Christ it really makes you appreciate the Europe version that much more it's so weird oh wow <laughs> so yeah put that in your pipe and smoke it uh, wow so yeah but for me my personal favorite of all of them uh, well there's there's the runner up uh, is probably Portis Head one I for, I get about, and then when I remember them, I listen to a shit ton because it's all that shoegaze. This this show taught me that Portishead is a place, and now I understand why there's a band named Portishead. Yeah, I'm like why would exactly where did that name come from? <laughs> it's now from I the, get it. It's from the town Portishead, <laughs> uh, but. It's, I remember like 94 when that song Sour Times was out and it was like everywhere on indie radio and I just it, yeah. just, it just I don't know it just gets me but then you listen to their stuff and it's all basically that they're like some weird version of the Sugar Cubes uh mixed with like uh Tori <laughs> Amos opposed to a normal version of the Sugar Cubes well it's cubes like yeah they were not weird yeah it's like if, if Tori yeah. Amos sang for the Sugar Cubes that's Portishead to me uh, I, so. <laughs> I always think of I always think of Sour Times as like okay if 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 a you know sort of pouty unhappy goth chick lets you have sex with her that's the song in her head <laughs> while it's going on yeah, I guess Blind I can see that I'm, I'm never gonna be able to unhear that Nobody now thank you loves me <laughs> yeah so yeah so that was my runner up but the the one that I came to and this is this was a fairly I don't know in the last 15 years or so is is sort of the emergence but I gotta say New York Dolls of all the band names after Ooh, places yeah. okay. I love the New York Dolls they're like that proto-punk bef- before there was punk, but also pseudo-glam. Uh, and that song, Personality. Now, are, they, are they named after a place? Or are they named after objects? Are they named after dolls? Yeah, they're dolls York. from New York. New, from New York. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a place But New name. York happens to be in the title, so it works. We're yeah. splitting hairs here, but yeah. Because well, I'm not sure I buy sticks. I would have put yeah. sticks higher on my list if you know, I'd known <laughs> yeah. that. Well, it's like, you know, so let's like form if my, a- if, my, if my band was named Chicago Deep Dish Pizza... Yes. Uh, would I be a place band? I don't think so. 
I think uh, I think I'd be named after a pizza. Fine. The man who wants to let us have <laughs> fictional places gets semantic. Why don't we just form a metal band and call it Mortar for fuck's sake? God if there isn't one, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we don't establish these rules now, the president will just be a monarch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fine. Then I'll 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 scratch New York Dolls it's off the fault. list, uh, and I'll no, go with no, I'll fine. go with Cypress Hill. I'll just say Cypress Hill. <laughs> How's that? Sure. Insane in the brain. N- name any Cypress Hill song other than Insane in the Brain. Brain. Insane in the Brain. I ain't going out like that. I ain't going out like that. Going out like that. I ain't going out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> or wow. hits from the bong. Hits from the bong. Yeah. Black Sunday is one of my all-time favorite albums, I gotta tell you. All right. I'll accept it. Because I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> I keep thinking there's some, like, really obvious place name band we have not mentioned. Like, it's like, we're going to feel stupid next week when we go, oh, my God, how did we not think of, you know. Yeah. It's, Oklahoma or like whatever there's some some enormous band that I can't think of yeah it's yeah, weird I, but I did some googling and I think we've been pretty good about this one yeah it's it's fairly much across the board but then there's like the weird ones that like that's a fucking place like Sleater Kenny is named after an off-ramp yeah. exit in Oregon which yeah, is just strange. I pass it a lot uh and then are you familiar with the Scottish band Las Vegas because that's no. they're from Glasgow, but then they're also naming themselves after Vegas. <laughs> that's oh, I bet they're awesome. I hope they're awesome. They're and good. Not just they're like, like a dopey metal band. No, they do, they do like this uh, Jesus and Mary Chain sort of hard fuzz rock mid tempo uh, stuff. It's good. I like. I them. was hoping they were sort of like a glam guar. Oh, <laughs> no. <I'm>, okay. <laughs> there you go. I've got I've got a big band that is named after a place that we didn't think of that okay. also sucks, and that's Skid Row. Is that though? That's is that a like, literal place. That's a literal I mean, place. I every mean, place, every town has a Skid Row somewhere, right? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Oh, uh, you're not going to start singing Little Shop of Horrors now, are you? No, Please I'm not. No. Okay. No, I'm not. Hey, let's just form a band. Call it Hell's Kitchen. Fuck. Why not? Uh, <laughs> it's Chinatown, Jake. <laughs> forget it. It's Chinatown. <laughs> uh, and then the other goofy one that I had no idea about was uh, Fountains of Wayne. Is actually named after uh, a now defunct lawn ornament store in a town called Wayne, New Jersey. <laughs> so the Fountains of Wayne is an actual place. Well, it's not there anymore, but it was a place. It's I thought an that X was, place. Yeah, it's an X place. So I don't know if that well, counts. They only had one song worth hearing. Yeah. So. And they didn't, it wasn't even a full song. They had one chorus worth hearing. <laughs> well, the guy... Think about that, that song is boring and dumb, but it's got a great chorus. Yeah, and I can't remember That's the a lot of songs, and I can't remember the the name of it. But the, another band uh, does this funny, funny song that makes fun of Fountains of Wayne, and it's basically called the Fountains of Wayne Hotline. And somebody trying to write a pop song calls into the hotline, and then they basically deconstruct every Fountains of Wayne song. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Full band entry for TCMO while maintaining consistent apparent volume on the vocal track. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. We're always here. In such a drag to face another building stage. In these three chords in an early middle way. 
Well, my personal favorite, yeah, I mean, I love Boston, but my personal favorite's Berlin, but only for the Pleasure Victim album. Everything after Pleasure Victim is just sort of easy listening, but that that album is tits, particularly the song Metro. End to end, Pleasure Victim is a fantastic album. Yeah, yeah. It's I, even the dumb songs have good parts. In them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And but when it was out, I thought, yeah, you know, I like this whole album except Torture. Torture is just an unnecessary, stupid kind of. I'm just bored. Yeah, it was sort of a sign of where Berlin was gonna go. Yeah, but yeah. even even still, it's it's better than most. Yeah. Yeah, Most even, other... even that, the end of Torture has got some hooks in it. They're slow and, you know, sad, but it still works. Yeah. Well, I like um, the fact that Weird Al used Sex Ima in his first polka medley. Uh, so you, <laughs> and that every important. time I hear it, it makes me laugh out loud. I'm a, man. I'm a boy. I'm a man. Well, I'm your mother. I'm a, a one night stand. Man. Am I bi? I'm your slave. I'm a, I'm a little girl. So my top, I'm I'm actually torn between Berlin and Lincoln Park on this. Nice. Um, I think I'm gonna have to say Berlin, but I do want to give Lincoln Park their due. Lincoln Park is a band. I when I heard their their first couple of hits, right from that first album, Hybrid Theory. My reaction was, okay, I want to hear the third album by these guys. I want to hear <laughs> when they, like, figure, it out. figure themselves out a little more and really get focused. And then, you know, they have their Watershed album. And it turns out, no, I wanted to hear the first album. They didn't get better. <laughs> <laughs> but what an album it is. That, they're the ones in, in that, that really awesome mashup with Jay-Z, right? Yeah, Numb. That's, yeah, that's the, in the uh, that's in the Miami Vice movie. Yeah, the steel drum yeah. song. I, I I heard when I when I saw the preview for Miami Vice and I heard that I was just like, I'm in. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what this movie's about. I want to hear that song and I want to see uh, cigarette boats going through the water. That's it. No, I, I mean, in the end, Linkin Park just sounds like a teenager who's been ground, and they're just like, I'm going to my room! I'm gonna write a song about it! You know? Well, yeah, that's like Blink-182 without the sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. That's like every early aughts band, though. That's like the sound. No, but they're specifically that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, okay, it was quite a list. So, did did you guys... I, I mentioned offhand before we uh, closed out last week's call... Uh, to come up with like what you would name your fake band if it was named after a place, did you think of that? Mm. Roswell. Roswell. <laughs> okay. My band is going to be Roswell, and we're going to be techno. Okay. Good. Yeah. And, and all sorts of Euro dance hits, but from aliens. <laughs> okay. I can see. Yeah. It. Very spacey, bro. I. 
Yeah, I, I, I only came up with this during the show while I was thinking about this. Uh, so my I think my band's name is Water Closet. Is that a place? <laughs> I, well, yeah, it's, it's definitely every, a place. Every house has uh, a water closet. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like Skid Row. It's yeah. everywhere. We're, but like, where where's Water Closet yeah, on where, a map? Where on a Rand McNally, okay, where on a Rand McNally Atlas <laughs> is Water Closet? It's in Pennsylvania. Uh, there is one. It's in Pennsylvania. There is one in fine. Yeah. In, in one of the, the further south states, <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. Fine. Um, yeah. I think you, I think I you should know. just take you should just take mortar because fuck it. Mordor. If, if we're taking <laughs> uh, fictional places, just go for that it. That is good. Yeah. yeah. Mordor. Mordor. <laughs> uh, well, I yeah. uh I thought I thought uh do a punk band called the Cleveland Steamers, but apparently that's an actual band, so I can't take mm. that one. Uh, so I decided to just go a little bit broader, go back to my roots, uh, have a band called the Lower Midwest. Right? The Lower Midwest. Oh, Lower I, Midwest. wait. Yeah, okay. That That's what somebody needs to call their band is the Dirty D, which is a name for, uh, you know, downtown Detroit. <laughs> dirty D. Uh, Dunder Cheap. Dunder Cheap. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, we are really off. We should be put to death. Someone yeah. should just shoot us in the head. Here's my know? proposal. Uh, me right in the stamper. Yeah. <laughs> here's my proposal. We all form a, a, like a Blink-182 type band. Uh, we just call ourselves Tempe because that's where we all met. Uh, oh, Lord. And then go from there, right? We can play all the parties. <laughs> I've been trying to get Brian to form a punk band with me for like a decade. So like, if you want in, let's do this shit. Can I play the triangle? Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we could form a mariachi band and call ourselves Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I, I don't know. I think as long as our first song is midlife crisis, cause that's what every, uh, yeah. you know, middle-aged person in a band is going through. Uh, yeah. I think Hi, we're not really old. We're not really dying. Yeah. All right, but this Uba is what Uba I say. Bay. The the first album would just be whatever we decide to name this thing. Uh, goes bananas. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the second album? <laughs> it's the yeah, third one that nobody gives like a shit about. The third about. or fourth album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Eric was trying to get me to start the punk band, it was back when like the really baggy low rise pants were were big, and he was like, "I just want to do a song called." <gasps> Yeah, yeah, and I'd already penned the what I'm sure would have been a hit song. Get off my lawn! Get the fuck off my lawn! I don't care that your dog has to go potty. Get off my lawn! (laughs) Okay, everybody. So we're a bunch of old dudes that do a podcast every week. Obviously. Uh, Yeah, you can find our uh, share it with your friends. Like subscribe to the podcast so you never miss any more of this scintillating conversation. Seriously, you can find the old episodes. uh, Go to our website. We're maghuge.com. M a g h u g e dot com, or hit us up on Twitter. We're at maghuge, and tell us about all the bands we forgot uh, that were named after places or. Uh, you could find us and like our Facebook page with the Magnificent Huge podcast. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram or you can email magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. We're there. Yeah. We're everywhere. That's how we end shows. More than <laughs> so. a feeling. Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a long time. Since oh, we shut, this up. Show. shut up. Shut <laughs> up. What are you smoking? Yeah. <laughs>